turn with the 42nd chapter of the book of Isaiah this morning. Uh, I think I said last week that there was a covenant between the Father and the Son. There's always been that agreement between them. And not only that, but the Holy Ghost also. Father, the Son, and Holy Ghost are one, all made up into one all in agreement and I also said I think that uh, all things revolved around Christ and his willingness to do the will of the Father always looking that and that's where we are here 42nd chapter book of Isaiah and he said behold my servant let me show you him. What a wonder. And all things are for his sake. All salvation that has happened is for his sake. The saving of the people all the way to the end of this world is for his sake. And the Father's sake. And the Holy Ghost's sake. Three in one. It's all for their sake and for their glory. The question this morning is, is what do we glory in? It must be in the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We must always be looking there. Behold my servant, in whom I uphold, whom I uphold, mine elect, chosen of God, anointed with the holy anointing hall. It, it was Christ's very nature to be holy. He is forevermore holy. Always was. Never any different. One elected of God to carry out his will. That covenant I was talking about, they, they come together to save a people. And the promise was to Abraham, and the promise was, I'm going to make you a great nation. And the promise come down to the birth of Jesus Christ through the lineage of Abraham. And the promise continued on in the Lord Jesus Christ. His elect. He said, in whom my soul delighteth, I put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. There seemed to be a turning of time here, leaving the Israelite people and going to the Gentiles to save a people out of every tongue and out of every nation and out of every people that are scattered throughout the earth to have a body for the Lord to dwell in the temple they might come to. 
and that in that temple he might be glorified. Glory to the Lord. Uh, wasn't going to go there, but the 40th chapter of the book of the Psalms. <clears throat> I guess in verse 5, we won't read the whole thing. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in the order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, and it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not canceled thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great. I have not concealed, I think I misquoted that, and I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation he's preaching that's what he come to do and that's where we're at here to bring judgment to the gentiles he's going to rule that's what this judgment means here he's going to rule over his people which is going to include the gentiles i'm going to make you a great nation and i'm going to call people from every tongue and people up on the earth to make that nation. And then in verse 2, he said, Now shalt not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He's going to rule in truth, only in truth. He's not going to come in any great fanfare. That's what the Israelite people were looking for when he come the first time. They were they wanted to have a party, <laughs> and they wanted to be part of it. And that's what they were looking for. They weren't looking for the righteous judgment of God to come. They were wanting to have a celebration, all right. But they wanted him to be an earthly king. He could not come as an earthly king. He had to come as a godly, righteous, holy king to rule over the people. And yet, he yet rules in that same fashion. 
He purchased that right upon the cross of Calvary to rule over all the people. Now some would not have it be so and others would hang on to it, would go to it knowing that he rules in truth, always in truth. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he has set judgment in the earth and I shall wait for his law, the holy, holy law. He that he uh, thus saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cannot, that which cometh out of it, that he that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness. He has chosen him to come. So that's the way it begins. Behold my servant. What's he going to do? Carry forth all the things that the Father would have him to do. Purchase a people. Not any people. But the people that the Father hath given him, he has come to purchase that people and secure them forevermore. <clears throat> I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep and give thee for a covenant of the people. Don't covet with the people for a light to the Gentiles. This goes back to what I said a while ago. It seems to be a turning of times here. In the dispensation of time, he has chosen a people from all the peoples. Not only the Israelites, but the Gentiles also, that they all might be made one, brought together to his glory. That's the main central point, is that it would glorify him. And when I say him, I'm talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The unity that's there made into one in that covenant they made before the creation of the world. The design of God wasn't just going along, coming up with different things. The design was in the beginning finished. And it was truth. It was a light also to the Gentiles to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord that is my name and my glory will I not give to another neither my praise to graven images 
Behold, the former things are come to pass. He knew it from the beginning. And new things do I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So his design was finished from the very beginning. I'm going to save a people. It's a people that the Father hath given me. I'm going to save them and give them to the Father. Finished work. That's what he said upon the cross. It is finished. It's complete. It's made complete. All the people of the earth will be blessed in Jesus Christ to his honor and to his glory. What do we do? We come this morning to glorify our God. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews, it's almost good as is uh, Isaiah. <clears throat> Hebrews first chapter. <clears throat> Said God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke, spake in the times past under the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. See, nothing was created without him. Jesus. Who, this Jesus, being the brightness of his glory. 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 That's, that's an all-encompassing word. Glory. What do you glory in? It's our glory. It's our Lord. That's who we were looking for. That's who we waited for. An expressed image of his person. He's exactly the same. No changing, no turning, always the same, carrying out the will of the Father, image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. No little breaks there. It's complete in his power. It's unlimited, by the way. Unlimited power. He does all things well. When he hath by himself, he looked and there wasn't any to help. So by himself, purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high at rest. It's finished, it's done, it's complete. It was sure even before the foundation of the world. And that's what we glory in. God has chosen us. 
that we might follow in the same steps and do the same things and be pleasing unto the Father. In the book of John, the 13th chapter, verse or two, Verse 31, I guess. <clears throat> Things are quickly coming to pass here. Judas has showed himself to betray the Lord. And in verse 31, he said, Therefore, when he, Judas, was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified. And God is glorified in him. This made complete. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. So it's glory to glory. Little children, yet a little while I am with you, and ye shall seek me, as I said unto the Jews, whether I go, you cannot come. So now I say unto you, a new commandment I give you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. And by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you love one to another. Uh, my brother Paul, he's pretty keen on this one verse right, right here. Love one to another. Uh, it's all in that. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That he might save a people out of it. And those that he saves, he intends for them to love as Christ loved the church. It's a perfect example. He gave himself for it. He purchased it. That is his glory. Forevermore. And what do we glory in? In our Lord. There's a lot of stuff in this world that we glory in at times, but nothing like this. There's no love in it like this. It's the love of God that constraineth us. It's the love of God that's always calling us, bringing us together. In the 17th chapter of John, <clears throat> I guess verse 1, read a few verses here. It said, Thus were... Uh, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should not 
that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee and the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. It's written in the volume of the book. That's, that's the way it's going to be. He said, I have glorified thee on the earth, and I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world began. I said that covenant was in the beginning. Always between the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Each one do the will of the other all in perfect union, all of the same mind, the same design to save a people. I have, magnifi I have uh, manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. It's all of the Lord. For I have given them unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I am come out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. And I pray for them. Isn't that wonderful? Father, save this people. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them it's all one united together even before the world began the surety that's in jesus christ and now i am no more in the world but these are in the world and i came to thee holy father keep thou thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in the name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost. But the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come to do, I come to thee, and these things I speak, in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. And I have given them thy word, and the world had hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And he said, and I pray 
that thou shouldest take them out of the world, that thou shouldest uh, take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth, the word of truth. As thou sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. And he said, and I pray again, always for his people, giving of himself for his people. In the book of Ephesians, the <clears throat> first chapter, I guess verse 3 blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of to the praise of the glory of his grace. What glory, what glory. Grace, the praise of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved in the church, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated. Man, how you get rid of this stuff? Those folks running around. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. Have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. He governs exactly the way he wants to in the purpose of his will. And in verse 12, he said that we should be to the praise of his glory. The whole idea of salvation was to praise God of his glory. 
what glory praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ now you can't glory in Christ unless you can trust him if you trust him you can glory in him always looking to the end of the salvation in Hebrews the 13th chapter <clears throat> Verse 10, I guess. Said we have an altar. Isn't that good? We come this morning to worship at it. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. We're commanded of the same thing. Come out from among them. Be ye separate, so we might glorify him. We can't do it when we mingled in with all this other stuff. Need to come out and be ye separate. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp. Got to get out of that old worldly stuff. Get out of the camp. Don't be in that bunch over there. Leave it alone. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp bearing his reproach for here we have no continuing city but we seek one to come. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate for it, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And he didn't stop there. You can go on if you like. Read the rest of it. But we're to follow after the Lord and glorify him in all things. He is our glory. What else have we really got that we can glory in? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Everything else is perishing. It's going away. So our glory, if we glory at all, must be in Him. <clears throat> 